you can learn from and improve yourself based upon. What do you I, guys think? I agree, Maya. Um, just the fact that we live in such a routine world and that we do the nine to five jobs or the seven to three school days, it, it just gets boring, you know? And like, as they talk about in this quote, um, this guy's passion is his adventure. Like, and then I start to think we're about to graduate high school. Like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we passionate about? And what is our purpose for really being here if we're not doing anything with it? Yeah, no, I agree with that. I feel like another part of the quote that Dr. Smith was talking about how uh, the joy of life comes from new experiences and encounters with things. And I was like, it just made me think, I don't do anything outside of my normal routine that would give me the opportunity to encounter these new people and these new situations and environments. And it just made me think, I really am not living my life to the fullest of what it could be. And it just makes me wonder, how, hap- how much happier can I actually be if I decided to break beyond the routines of get up, go to school, and come back home and do whatever I need to do? It's just, I feel like I'm missing out on life, and I was able to live this through McCandless, through his journey. And I feel like that's one of the things that really stuck out to me. Yeah, that also brings up the question, are we actually happy? And, like, what is the definition of happiness? Like, is it laughter? Is it you enjoying what you're doing in life? Like, are we really happy? Yeah. No, and I how agree. could we be yeah. more happy? And also, like, if you think about it, the average life expectancy for people is only, like, 80 years. And we're going by, like, yeah. I mean, I'm 16 already, 16 years of my life, and I've been doing the same thing basically I haven't really gone outside of my comfort zone done some crazy adventurous things it's like you get to a certain age and you can't do that anymore yeah I kind of relate to McKellen's in the fact that he's about to graduate like he graduated from college and he just went through college going through academics and being the best he can be and us three we can all relate to that during high school seeing as we're about Mm -hmm. to graduate soon like Jane said and it just makes me wonder if, if it took him all those four years of college and the four years of high school and the years before that to actually realize that there was more to his life that he just wasn't going to make happen, it just made me really wonder when that could happen for me. And it just, I need to do more with my life. Also, with this quote, like, I give major props to Chris because most people, to make a huge radical change in their life, they need someone to like push them or they need someone there with them to go through with it or they'll never finish it. And Chris just kind of went out on his own. He just plunged straight into it. He never had any doubt. He never looked back, just went right through with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Another part was when he was talking about that people are hesitant to make, you know, make those decisions, make those bold moves. And I feel like that's another part is that society today, people are just stuck in their little comfortable bubble and are just okay with the situation in. And people are okay. And since they're okay, they don't want to change it to make it better because it's already good as it is. That's the thing that people miss out on opportunities is because they live in that bubble and don't push to exceed it. I agree. We live in such a careful society and we tell everyone, oh, you do you, it's fine. And so people then settle and they become comfortable and lazy and... They just don't, they just don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. It's just the security people live in. I mean. Well, one of my favorite teachers says, he's always like, never settle. Always strive to be the best that you can possibly be. And I feel like 
that should be something everyone tries to do, no matter if someone else is pushing you to do it or not. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, you should strive to become a better person. And to if you're uncomfortable and if you get a feeling that you want to throw up, do it. As long as it's not illegal and it can't hurt you, do it. I don't know. I just also feel like that people in today's society are thinking, do I really have a voice in this matter? Do I really, am I able to speak up about this? And that goes way back about, you know, women being able to speak about, like, speak out to people and their causes or whatever. It's just like, are people going to really listen to what I have to say if I say it? And that's the thing. That's the question that's just keeping us in our bubbles. Are people going to listen? Are people going to care? Because if not, why do I put myself in that situation if it's not going to happen? I agree. We've become, like, such an anxious society and... Yeah, it's just an anxious society, and people are too scared to do what they need to do to better themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you've noticed, more people today are anxious than they have been in the past. Like, the numbers of suicides are growing because of anxi- anxiety. Just everything, apparently everyone has anxiety. Yes, everyone does, but I feel like everyone has too much anxiety. It's also just the way they deal with it. Yeah. yeah, and I think it leads back to, like, conformity. They feel like they don't fall into the lines that everyone should be like. And they don't realize, like, that's good. That's okay. Like, you don't have to be like everyone. Your life, everyone's lives shouldn't be planned out the mm-hmm. same way. Everyone has their own paths. Everybody's different. Everybody's unique. You got to live how you want to live and just be yourself. Because in the end, that's the best part of you is just being yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need to see, even if you're too scared to let them in and see that. Because if you're not yourself, you're not going to be happy. And you're not going to be doing what you're passionate about. And you're, like we were saying all along... <laughs> be happy you know <laughs> so clearly this quote really stuck to us and made us really think made us just like get some more insight into our own life and made us question it and then just thought made us think about society in general so i really loved this quote it was one that really stuck out to us and i'm glad we were able to share it with you yeah yeah thanks and now here's a word from our sponsors Hello loves over there. So today we will be talking about Rice Krispie Treats. I just want to let you guys know that they are delicious with the marshmallow in them and then they are very, very crunchy. Um, here's a little sample. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> Thank you from our sponsor all the way from London. You're welcome, dear. <laughs> um, I personally kind of love Rice Krispie Treats. They're like my little guilty mm-hmm. snack. Me too, you know. Nighttime, you're watching Netflix. Just have to go find that blue box. Yeah, you know they're real good. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys should go ahead, use the link in the podcast, and go get yourself a box of Rice Krispie treats for twenty percent off. Use our code Bookshack. Um, wow, imagine if Chris McCann has had Rice Krispie treats on him. He probably wouldn't be in his situation. He wouldn't have died. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I have a question for you guys. What was difficult or challenging about the book, whether it was reading it or dealing with the characters? I think one of the most difficult things reading this book was probably taking yourself out of your own shoes and putting yourself in the shoes of Chris. That's really hard to like follow every all his decisions, everything that he thought, everything that he did, because he was very sporadic and very independent so it's really hard to kind of imagine what he was thinking about while he was doing that yeah i agree another thing that i found challenging personally was just having to sit there 
and read all of the things he's done while I'm sitting there wanting to scream at him through the book. Because it's just <laughs> the decisions he made, the choices he made, I was like, wow, who would make that choice when you have those options? And it just made me thinking, like, well, if I was in their shoes, I definitely would not do the same things he did. just made me really upset. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Because there were so many times where Chris is obviously making a stupid decision that's going to affect his life hugely. And it's just not good. Because you can obviously see that the character is going down the wrong path while they can't see it themselves. And it's like, you want to give them a heads up, but you can't. But you also just have to read through the book without getting too angry about it. I think another thing that's kind of hard about the book is following the timeline. Because the book doesn't necessarily follow one straight timeline. It Mm kind of skips around throughout Chris's adventures. And so if you're not really paying attention and really, like, reading each part carefully, you'll definitely miss some important things and you'll end up very confused. Yeah. The opening of the book, obviously, this isn't a spoiler, everyone knows it. It starts off with them finding his dead body. So then you have to go through that timeline of him jumping between his previous life his family childhood when he was going to college and that and then it's just a weird timeline how it starts with yeah. his death yeah because it starts off with his death and him in the woods and who finds him but then the book ends up later mm-hmm. how he gets into that situation and yeah. it's just it's very interesting to see though but it's it's hard to follow along yeah another thing with that is the way it's like um the way it's narrated it's narrated by the author itself in some point so in some of the sections, the author himself has a dedicated chapter to himself where he talks about it because he was, you know, involved in the case. He was deeply involved in this, yeah. seeing as it is, you know, a real story. And so you would jump from hearing the narrative of how Chris McCandless went through his journey and then all of a sudden you'd have a chapter talking about the viewpoints from the author, which was a little challenging to understand to go back and forth between the narrative to the author sharing his personal experiences with it. But at the end of the day, I think that's kind of what made the book the book. Like, it made it cool. It made the book stand out, and that's how it's very different from other books you read because of that reason. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to just give you readers some advice. Advice about how to go about this book, or just when you're finishing it. So basically, when you are about to read it, you really need to make sure you have an open mind. And you need to not let any past thoughts or feelings or beliefs cloud any of these new possible ones that can come up in your mind because I know when I came in here I had a lot of challenging thoughts when I read it I was like I believe this but the main character believes this and I don't know how I should feel about it that's why you need the open mind because you need to be able to see the other side of the argument and be able to see how he lives that way you can come to your own consensus about it yeah you're gonna want to yell at Chris a lot throughout the book because he makes some not so good decisions. Poor decisions. <laughs> very, very poor decisions. Um, and you're just going to want to yell at him, throw the book across the room, you know. Yeah, don't do that. You're not going <laughs> um, to agree with him. Yeah, Definitely. because I feel like he is very close-minded as a character, and if you have an open mind while reading it, you're just going to be able to get through the book easier, and I feel like you'll enjoy it more. Another piece of advice, which is extremely important, is follow what Chris is saying, like follow his passion, but don't follow his actions because yes. if you do read the book, you'll find out he met a pretty bad end, which could have been like completely avoided. yeah, it could have been avoided if he just planned ahead a little bit. Yes. But I think it still is important to like look into how much 
he felt dedicated to this. Like he threw away everything in his life so he could go on this amazing journey and amazing trip. And I think a lot of people yeah. should just. I think everybody yeah. should do the same thing. They should, mm-hmm. you know, they should try and make those dreams come true. Try and find their passion and follow it. But do so, plan mm-hmm. it, yeah. and be safe about it. Which yeah. Chris wasn't yeah. always <laughs> safe about it. Um, another thing I'm gonna give for some advice is read the book. <laughs> okay. I know we've all had those moments where either we weren't that into the book or we didn't do it by the deadline and we have a certain time we have to make it. And Sparknote or any of those other ones are our friends. <laughs> yeah. And I agree. I've used that way too many times and I should. But this book is worth the full reading it. And if you Sparknote it, you really won't get the same, the same feeling. Effect. Yeah, you won't get the full effect, meaning you won't be able to talk about it because you won't get the same effect that the other people had when they fully yeah. read the book. Even if you just go back and listen to it, like, I read it, like, two days before school started. Don't recommend it. So did I. Um, I listened to it on YouTube, and I sped it up, and I missed a lot of parts in the book, which I regret doing. So I ended up going back and actually taking the time to go and carefully read through it, because you miss out on so much if you just listen to it as you're doing something, or like Rachel said, if you spark note it. Yeah. So just take your time and read it. It's and, good. yeah, if you miss out on those things, if you do spark note it or you don't fully read it, you won't get the full effect, and you also just, like, won't be able to come up with your own mind yeah, about it. Because a lot of it, it's not really about what he's saying. It's the way he's saying mm-hmm. it and the way that things are being portrayed mm-hmm. throughout the book. And that's something you completely miss if you just read it on Spark Notes yeah. or if you just talked to a friend ten minutes before the class when yeah. you have a test. Yeah, I feel like reading the book, you get really invested in the character, which yeah. I think is a very good quality of a book. It's a good trait. And if you just read quick summaries of the chapters, you won't get the same connection with the reader. I meant not with the reader, but with the uh, the character, Chris McCandless. And I feel like without that connection, majority of the things in the book, the topics, the, the themes, you just won't be able to fully understand because you weren't invested. Yeah, some more advice is also try to find someone to read the book with because they might get a completely different take on the book than you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to be able to talk about it with someone and like, see what both of you took out of the book it's also good because by doing that you're both going to get different views on it you're both going to already have different views on things maybe you guys have different passions and different thoughts on topics and being able to talk about it with someone who read the book i mean the book is a real good like conversation starter there's so much to talk about it definitely which is why i truly think you guys should read the book okay so now we're going to talk about why you should read this book besides the fact that it's generically just an overall good book. It's important to read it. It's very insightful too. Yes. So basically, McCandless, he lives this life that everyone wishes they had. You know, he could easily have the car of their dreams. He goes to this school. He has the ability to do things that not everyone else does. And he's very fortunate in that way. Yeah, it's the just the type of thing that people see like on TV, like those like famous celebrities that they see who have it all, they have the family, they have the perfect family, the perfect job. And we all think, wow, I wish I could be them. But then this book is very insightful and in that it just shows that those people who have it all maybe aren't even truly that happy as we saw from Chris who just wasn't getting enough out of the life that he had. And to other people like me, myself, who doesn't have that kind of money, <laughs> just like, I don't know, just very insightful and just makes me really think, like, wow, how could someone have it all and not 
be that happy. Yeah, and like it teaches the book teaches us that money doesn't equal happiness. I know you hear that all over, but just coming from an example, like Chris was someone who actually died. Like this book was written about a real person. So just knowing the fact that he had all of this and he wasn't happy and not everyone around him, like they weren't happy either. Yeah. So it's just so insightful because it's not the life that we all want. Yeah. In the end. I mean, it also just obviously being realistic, we're not going to go to the drastic ways of burning all of our money to show that money doesn't equal happiness, yeah. which he did do. Which no one cringed really that. hard when he burned his money because I wish I had it. <laughs> no, but it just it just is insightful. It shows that you know there's more to life than just having the money, the money, <laughs> because I mean you just go through the book and you see him making these like long lasting and impactful relationships with people and bonds that you know money can't buy those things. Yeah, you can't buy relationships. Yeah, and it also shows that. Chris, he had the larger things in life, but this book really shows that it's about the little things in life. Like you were saying, all those relationships that he made along the way, like he remembered things like that Mm -hmm. in specific details. Yeah, I mean, the book really gets you thinking. It really makes you question, am I happy? Am, Mm -hmm. you know, am I doing the things that I want to do that are going to benefit me and make me a better person? Or am I just... Going back to the routine talk, am I just following my everyday routine without any type of, you know, any type of good benefits? Yeah, exactly. Especially in today's world and society, um, everyone wants to be, you know, Instagram baddie, getting money. (laughs) They want the clout, you know. You might not understand what that is. Just go ask someone. (laughs) But it's a real dilemma in society. It really is, yeah. And people don't really talk about it much. They just flex what they have and they do what they need to do and I feel like by reading this book you're able to just get more of a insightful view on it and I feel like it's meaningful uh you really get something on this book and at the end of this book you tell me that you have not gotten anything out of it It did not make you think once you need to reread it because you you didn't didn't read read it it. (laughs) didn't read it good enough it goes back to what we were saying earlier about spark noting it when you spark note the book or you just quickly skim over it, you don't get, you know, you don't get the impact that the mm-hmm. book has on people. And it truly does have an impact. Yeah, definitely. So, Maya, what do you think about all this? Now, I feel like most people are going to read this book because it's required by their school or it's a school assignment. But I also think people should just read it to enjoy it and to learn from it. Because this book has so many life lessons and so many lessons you can use to help improve yourself. I feel like you should just give it a shot on its own, not worrying about like tests or spark noting it or any of that stuff. Just reading it and enjoying it and learning from it. And here's a quick word from our second sponsor. Come on down to Southern Barbecue, Will. Fry your chicken, fry your thighs, fry your wings, and your fries. So give us anything with four legs, we'll fry for you, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Use code BOOKSHACK for 20% off your order. Link down below in the podcast. Okay, so the next thing we're going to discuss is why the book, Inch the Wild, is important to us. Why are you laughing? It's not a funny... This is a serious situation, Jane. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just... Is it not important to you? No, it's very important, actually. This book made me think so much. 
Okay, so basically, one thing is, Christopher always trusted his gut, whether it was right or wrong. Um, and this really posed the question, like, should you always trust your gut? Especially now, like, we're becoming adults, and soon we will be. And we're not going to be able to rely on our parents or everyone else's opinions around us in order to make a decision. We'll have to make decisions on our own, which is something that scares me so much. What do you think? Yeah, no, it scares me too. But I agree. You would say, like, the book kind of spoke to you on a personal level. You were able to connect to it, right? Yeah. Because now I'm going off to college. I have to make a decision what school I want to go to, what scholarships I want to Mm -hmm. accept. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. The fact that I was able to, like, personally, like, connect and relate to the main character, which, I mean, realizing that he's a real person Mm kind of made it a little bit more serious and as a person who prefers fiction books and normally reads them, you know, I never get that, like, reality check, you know? Yeah. But the fact that it's a real person who died and this is his story, you know, it made it serious and real for me, which I think was why it was more important to me than a lot of other books I have read. But um, it just related to me because the main character, he was all about academics and sports. He was a star athlete and he was top academically. And not to toot my own horn or anything. <laughs> But, I mean, all my life I've known sports and academics. That's how it is. School and softball. Those were just the two things that occupied my time. Um, And the fact that, you know, he gave... The fact that... The fact that he gave that all away just to follow his passion. Yeah. Which I can't relate to that because I don't see any... uh, any any Alaskan joy and yeah. treaching in the Alaskan wilderness, but mm-hmm. um, but no, but the fact that he was able to give that all up, and it just made me really think: Would I ever be able to do that for something I love? Would I be able to give up the things that I've worked so hard my entire life to be the best I can be at it? And it just made me it just important to me because I was like, I wish I had the guts that you were talking about mm-hmm. that he had, and I just it just made me really admire him even though I didn't admire some of the decisions he made. <laughs> yeah. But as um, a person, I just, I related and connected to it. Yeah. I really, the book really scared me in a sense. Not like, oh, I'm terrified. But like, um, the book kind of like, I don't know, gave me a wake-up call. College isn't a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he went to school and he did And it was a really good school, things. by the way. Yeah. It was Emory, Emory College. Yeah. And like, he had, he could have went on and made... A six-digit salary every single year he could have he could have been well off in life but instead he ended up dead in a bus and like I don't know the book just like really spoke to me college isn't a guarantee even though I'm mm-hmm. going I know that's somewhere that I'm going I don't know where I'm going maybe it's that. not the plan for it yeah everyone's different some people don't go to college and some people go to some type of trade school just do what they want yeah and I feel like you should I need to find that yeah, and you should definitely further your education. Yeah, like, Jane, do you know what your passion is, what you want to do? I have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We are about to graduate high school, and we still don't know what we're doing with our lives. And I feel like I related to that, because maybe even though Chris, you know, even though his whole life was being the best, the top academically and athletically. He ended up at the bottom. It, Yeah, I mean, it wasn't for him. And yeah. it took him, and it realized, it took him till the end of college to realize that yeah and it made me feel like wow I'm in high school I'm about to graduate and I haven't figured that out either Mm -hmm. is it going to take that long for me too and just I don't know really spoke to me and I feel like just 
the connection that I was able to feel towards a character who was a real person just, I don't know, just made it very important to me. And it was one of the, like, it was one of the main books that I've remembered through the course that I've read it in. Yeah, the book also, I don't know, it spoke to me in a way that when they talked about the relationships that Chris had when he went along his journey, like, they, those were really important to him. Yeah, they were natural and organic. Exactly. And I just think about all of the relationships, especially nowadays, when everyone is just so fake. Like, it, yeah. it's rare to find a genuine Especially person. being in high school. High school. <laughs> yeah. But just the fact that he found those genuine relationships following his passion, that makes me excited. Because, like, when whatever my passion is or Rachel's or Maya's, you're going to find those people and meet them and have genuine relationships with them. And to me, that's a part of true happiness. Yeah, which is just something we can relate to. Yeah. To the main character. I don't know. And I also just feel like it leads back to why we love the book so much. It's just because of how real it is, how raw it is. You don't really see yeah. that. A lot of books and media, they hide the truth, like the truth of it. Mm-hmm. Or just bend it a bit. They bend it, they yeah. hide it. And in this book, you just get all of it. You get the raw emotion. You get the descriptions of, of the scenes that, like the scene of the bus, and you get the description, the layout of it. And it just feels really real. And it is. And that's the thing that just sticks to me. Yeah, it's not a fictional story. It's real. And that's what yeah. makes your interaction with the book so raw and genuine. No, but I really did enjoy the book, and it's very important to me, and I didn't think I would come out of AP Language and Composition with a book that actually meant something to me. Yeah, and we read it last summer, so almost a year ago. And I'm still, just still with me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Maya? Okay, well, I think it's important because, for me at least, I've always, like, I love exploring, I love seeing new people, doing new things, but I've always, like, had something holding me back. Like, I always feel like I have the responsibility of school, and, like, I need to go to school, I need to go to college, I need to get a job, and I need to make money. I feel like this is important because it shows you can go through school and you can do all these things, but it doesn't really, like, help you don't really need it to live a fulfilling life that you'll enjoy. So I feel like this is why the book is so important to me because it helps reflect me it helps me reflect on my life. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking about it. Um and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.